EcoGas was created to solve food waste problems for New Zealand homes and businesses. They partner with like-minded businesses to redirect food waste away from landfills and instead use it to create sustainable energy, biogas and biofertilizer. Today I'm talking with Alzbeta Balskova, General Manager of EcoGas, who is an expert in anaerobic digestion and resource recovery from organic residues. Hello, Elsbetta. Hello, Adrian. Thank you for nice having me. Nice to meet us. you. Great to meet you too. Maybe I'll just start with uh, EcoGas as a bit of an overview. What 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 that's up to? What they're up to there? Yeah, it's no, it's it's actually a really cool part of the whole story. Um, EcoGas is a partnership between two companies, EcoStock and Pani Energy, and they bring different skills into into the project. Um, so EcoStock um, is an Auckland-based, New Zealand-based company that have been in the business of um, collecting commercial food waste and transforming that into stock feed. So recover, essentially recovering um, food from our food chain, uh, from producers to retailers, um, and trying a good, trying to make something good out of it by, by taking it to, to farmers as a stock feed. Um, the, um, the other part of the partnership is Pioneer Energy, and um, it's one of those companies that not many people have heard of, but they are doing some amazing work um, in the space of renewable electricity and renewable energy generation. Um, it's actually a community-owned company, so they're owned by Central Lakes Trust, and um, and all the profits of Barney Energy go back into the community of Central Otago. Um, the trust then decides what they want to do with the money and whether they invest it into the community or into uh, ventures like ours being EcoGas. Um, so uh, the journey started with EcoStock where they um, always had a portion of the waste that they couldn't feed back to animals because of the um, MPI regulations. Um, so you're not allowed to you're not allowed to feed animal protein back in, back to animals. And um, this portion of the waste always ended up in landfills. And um, Andrew Fisher, he's um, the owner of the company. He is a very entrepreneurial um, businessman, and uh, he came up with the idea of anaerobic digestion. Um, it's actually a technology that has been used all around the world in tens of thousands of plants uh, like ours has been built and used for processing of organic waste. And um, he brought the concept into into New Zealand and then partnered with Pani Energy to execute the first project um, in New Zealand, um, being the Ripperoff plant that we've just started. And how long has that plant been running for now then? We've started in September. It's a, it's a bit of a um, slow, gradual process. We often compare the digestion process to a metal cow because of the similarity of the of the processes that happen in in cows' stomachs, and um, so we started with a calf in September, <laughs> September last year, and uh, we now have probably a teenager, <laughs> juvenile juvenile cow, and uh, still building up towards and growing towards um, a fully established mature uh, mature cow. Um, so it's a yeah, it's a slow slow gradual process, but we are. At about thirty percent of our capacity at the moment. Oh, okay, yeah, because I was in the news recently about um, Auckland. That's correct. Produce being sent to you. 
That's correct. It's yeah. Um, yeah it's um, it's also a very very interesting part of the story. We we started with a concept for um, a much smaller plant that was supposed to service the commercial and industrial sector in the Waikato and Auckland region. And halfway through our resource consent process, um, Auckland Council issued a tender for processing of organic food waste from the households. And um, we were lucky enough to to secure that contract. And it essentially tripled the size of the plant overnight, um, gold-plated everything, but also underwritten the essentially the lifetime of the project with a 20-year contract um, from Auckland Council for a large amount of, of feedstock. So is that all the all the stuff in the in the little recycle bo- boxes yeah. being sent to you then? So yeah, so every household will get a small bin and a small kitchen caddy, and um, and it's a I think it's a twenty liter bin, um, and uh, that gets collected weekly, um, similar to normal rubbish and or yeah. recycling, and um, so it's it's yeah um, it's heading to the existing um, collection services. Yeah. So how much produce is coming from Auckland to the at, plant? At the moment it's still it's still at the at the beginning. Um so Auckland Council is rolling out the services gradually across the whole city. And um and so at the moment we're capturing stuff from Waitakere and we'll be rolling out towards the North Shore and then coming back through the city down down south. Um so it's a ten, six months rollout. Um, and um, and we are we are at the beginning. We started uh, two months ago. So. Yeah, yeah. My parents have their bins. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. They... We've had it for a while. Those oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it, it was actually very I think visionary from from Auckland Council to um, to issue a contract for such a long term contract for somebody, for a technology that hasn't been done in New Zealand, but they completely understood that we need a long-term security um, yeah. feedstock to be able to undertake a project of this size and of this scale. And um, so, yeah, big kudos to Auckland Council for having that vision and and, and executing it. Yeah. How does the process actually work? Because I read it's um, that um, anaerobic is different to, say, like composting is a difference. Yeah. That's correct. Um, yeah. Composting, um, composting happens with the with the help of oxygen from the air, and uh, where the bacteria break it down, and they they use oxygen as an energy source. Um, in anaerobic digestion, all of that is happening without oxygen, so that's the anaerobic. Um, so that means without oxygen. But I've made the parallel to um, the cow's stomach. And it's essentially very similar to what's happening there. We all know how cows burp methane. Um, so very similar types of enzymes and bacteria involved in our process. And um, but we collect the the methane um, that are um, that are little digesters burp, and uh, we turn that into energy. So it's a it's a biological process. It's um, it's a, it's a breakdown through enzymes and bacteria and uh, it breaks food waste all the you know fats and proteins and and carbohydrates and it it extracts the energy in or harvests the energy that is hid, that is still remaining in the food and turns that into carbon dioxide and methane and that comes out as what we call a biogas 
and um, we use that biogas to generate electricity and heat and and um, and or could be even used as a transport fuel and um, the nutrients from the food and the trace elements and all the good stuff that um, is left behind has um, has gone into the what we call digestate or biofertilizer, which is a liquid liquid product um, of the process. So comparing it again to the cow, it's the methane that they burp and the, the manure that they uh, that they spit out at the other end. <laughs> so how long does that process take? So this you know stuff arrives from Auckland. How long does the process take to From from gate to gate it's about seventy days. Um but yeah the actual breakdown of, of the food is is done in, in about thirty or forty days. So and, oh yeah, and um, so where's the um, did it, was it going? The was the electricity going to was it tomato? Oh yeah, um, so we take some of the bargas and we generate electricity and heat to run our own plant. So we we have to keep the digesters warm, and we've got a pasteurization at the end to to sterilize the the digestate product, the fertilizer product. Um, so we need heat for that, and we need power to to run our machinery and and the and the digesters and so we generate we use some of the gas to generate our own electricity and heat we also send some of the heat to our neighboring glass houses tennis and grouse glass houses um there are literally 400 meters down the down the road and um we will we've partnered with Paris gas to uh what we call upgrade the remaining um remaining portion of the biogas into biomethane and what I mean by upgrading is essentially uh, splitting the carbon dioxide and the methane, and um, the methane gets compressed and injected into the natural gas grid as a renewable substitute for for natural gas or renewable natural gas, and um, and the carbon dioxide is going to go to the glasshouses as well, um, and we're working on a business case to try and bottle um, bottle the the remaining CO two. There's a acute shortage of of carbon dioxide in the food industry um, in New Zealand, so I'll try and harvest that as well and and put it back into the food industry. So that sort of ties into that circular economy. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, we we try to essentially, apart from the packaging that we recover from the commercial and the household food waste that has made its way into into our our feedstock. Um, everything else essentially gets utilized. Uh, we use all of the gas, use all, all of the digest fertilizer, and um, yeah, um, so trying to make the best best of the use for it. Mm. Um, how big? How much more can the plant take before you sort of need to expand further? Or we we've got a plan to build another uh, digester on the side. Um, at the moment, as the plant is, we have um, we have. Um, a capacity to to process um, seventy five thousand tons of food waste. Um, with the additional digester, we could we could add another twenty five thousand tons per year. Um, and um, so, Auckland Council is expected to start at about fifty thousand tons per year um, in the first year, and then it's expected to grow year on year as the as people get more used to the service, as as the city grows and so it's expected to grow into the seventy-five thousand tons per annum in the, yeah. in the next five to ten years. Yeah. I was interested to read on the 
what was it the what was that site the bioenergy association they said it's the most most used form of renewable energy in the world hmm. so i guess we're new zealand must be a bit behind in the development a little bit but you know i've heard this saying this morning that it's always the second mouse that eats the cheese that gets the cheese and so we are <laughs> we are essentially jumping on decades of growth and development in this space and what it enabled us is to go then go around and pick the best uh, best technologies and and put them into repertoire so we've sort of leapt forward um, and skipped decades of development and, and failures and um, we're able to bring in the technology that is probably the best in class and um and it's it was um uh, we needed to do that because we have we essentially have one shot at this if we don't get it right um i don't think there'll be many digesters um in you know in in, in the country so we absolutely knew that we need to get this project right yeah. and all the other future projects and um we've invested heavily into partnerships with advisors overseas advisors and and experts in the field and and to make sure that the the plant when it's built actually delivers the results that it's going to. With who's sort of the world leaders in this in this area? Um, and uh, you know the Germans always <laughs> when it comes to technology. <laughs> Sorry about the yeah, stereotype, but um, the actually Denmark is probably leading the space because they have been able to replace twenty percent of their natural gas with biomethane already. Um, that's probably thanks to uh, the strong agriculture sector in, in Denmark. So they harvest all the manure from the pigs and cows in, in the country and, and turn that into biomethane. So, yes, yeah, Scandinavian countries, Germany, UK has got uh, a good, you know, hundreds hundreds of these plants for food waste as well. Um, so, yeah, it's it's been everywhere, to be honest. And how did you get interested in this area? I actually... Um, I went studying to Scandinavia, and that's where I when that's when I saw um, anaerobic digestion, and I was really really lucky to do my masters and PhD with um, with the leading professors in this field, and um, and so ever since we came to New Zealand, um, I've been trying to promote this concept um, first in my role as a process engineer and going forward. And um, Is it difficult to. Get people on board. We what often um, I suppose the reason why we don't have these digesters around the country yet is because we've got a different economic drivers and economic landscape. And um, what drives the uptake of this technology in the other countries is the generation of the renewable energy. And um, in in our country, renewable electricity has you know our electricity has been highly renewable and very cheap. And so the business case essentially stands on avoid you know waste um on the on the waste sector and um so we um the, it only became economical when disposal of waste became more expensive and so avoiding disposal cost for waste um um has become the the main revenue driver um in this country and um whilst all the other countries are driving their revenue mostly from the energy they generate. So do you say, say in five years' time, is this going to, do you think this will be, you know, plants all around New Zealand sort of thing? 
I, I would like to hope so. <laughs> we are we are working on two projects that are in a yeah in a reasonably developed state, um, and um, I have no doubt other people are looking into it as well. Um, yeah. So it's the we, we are literally following just what the rest of the world is doing in food waste, and you know we if we are serious about transitioning to to circular economy, low carbon economy, then anaerobic digestion is a must have, not a nice to have, um, yeah. because that's really the only way we can, um, the one of the ways that we can, um, we can harvest the nutrients and the energy from waste that is no longer safe for humans or animals to eat. Um, you just won an award the new couple of days ago. I saw on Facebook. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Andrew Fisher. Um, so Andrew is, um, his name absolutely needs to be mentioned. Um, he, yeah, he, he, he has been nominated and awarded uh, by Wastemans um, for his leadership in, in the organic space. Mm. Yeah, I listened to him talk at the Priority One talk. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. A few weeks ago, that was really interesting. Yeah, he's he's great. He's you know always developing new and new things. He's working on plastics recycling, and so yeah, um, this is this is the start of the journey for us. Um, and um, hopefully we'll get to do these projects more um, all around the country. Yeah. And are you powering your cars by <laughs> doing EVs? How does that work? Yeah. So um, the same way we, we we take the biogas we produce and turn that into electricity through an internal combustion engine. Um, it's a big 1.1 megawatt engine that we have on site. And um, the electricity runs our machinery on site, but we also feed it into our EVs. Um, so, what yeah. EVs have you got just as a... I've got a coal now. Um, is it Hyundai? Hyundai yeah, Kona. Yeah. And sorry, I'm such a, not a, not a car person. And um, we have uh, an electric truck um, on site as well. And we also have a... Um, oh, um, I'll remember that one, the last one. <laughs> um, no, can't remember, sorry. Right. MG. MG, MG, sorry. Um, yeah. One of those MGs. They've got one, yeah. <laughs> I should have done my research. I'm not <laughs> coming on to your podcast. Uh, yeah, that's a good review. <laughs> yeah. does, that, does, that, does that, have you noticed any difference between that and um, sort of the petrol cars as well? That... Yeah, I, I certainly do. It's, um, it's, I notice it in the in, in the fuel bill, right? It's a, it's so so much econom so much more economic. I'm, I I drive from Auckland to Rapparoa on a fortnightly basis, and um, it costs me a fraction of what we would have spent on on petrol. And um, and um, and yeah, it's nice and quiet. I I love my EV. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe just sort of on the something up on the technology. I guess it's advancing quite quickly. What's that going to be, say, five years of technological changes? What What's the sort of the big changes coming up? Oh, the think? big changes. Um, um, where where this technology is moving is, and again, it's, it's driven by external factors. Um, Europe is now heavily subsidizing these projects. The European Union and, and the European countries are putting huge amounts of investment into these projects to generate renewable gas and um, 
and um, to replace um, to replace natural gas from Russia. And so that was unfortunate that crisis generated um, generated the drive. Um, but what comes with it is that the CO two that we we produce as a byproduct of of the biomethane upgrading um, gets either used as a you know as a um, food grade CO two or gets captured into into carbon storage and um, carbon storage units. Um, so that's probably the the way the um, the way the world is moving um, into the biomethane space, and uh, there's a lot of um, transition also into the transport space. So um, you know tractors and tractors and driving, uh, sorry tractors and uh, trucks driving on CNG. Um, that's the other other space, I suppose. So I guess summing, summing up is for consumers, we should just be using our bins more. Um, it's making sure you use them properly. I think that's the message. Um, so trying to make what what our business is is about in its raw form is about taking food waste away from landfills. And um, because if food waste goes to landfills, A, you have lost all the nutrients um, that you could otherwise reuse. And um, some of the landfills capture the methane that it releases and, gener and generate electricity from it, but the, the efficiency of the process is um, still very low. So um, it's kind of a lost opportunity. So our business is about making sure that the, the food that we um, separate from our general bin gets used um, to its maximum potential. And does it sure this is the process? It's um, so we capture a good ninety nine percent of the energy from the from from the food, and about sorry, let's say ninety five um ninety five percent of the energy because the, the the bacteria still need a little bit of the energy to to grow and multiply and and sustain themselves. Um, they are quite low maintenance bugs to be honest. Um, but um, yeah, so they need a little bit. Um. Hence the five percent, and we essentially all the all of the nutrients and trace elements stay behind and get used. Um, so there's you know close to ninety nine percent of the nutrients then go out as a fertilizer. Oh, that's great! Mm. Great. It's my points. Is there anything else you want to sort of cover off? I no, I think this was this was a great overview of of what we do and um, the. Um, um, I suppose the potential for this technology in in our country is, you know, we have we have Reparoa, um that services the largest city in the country. Um, but what we often say is that we are a country of five million, but we are feeding forty million um, through our export industry. And um, so there's a there's a big wide world behind our little bins. Um, that lies with the industries and with with the food processors and food producers, and so um, it's not just what we separate in our households. It's even more maybe about um, our businesses and our industries um, doing the right thing as well, and um, because that's where we can really make some serious gains in terms of decarbonisation and reducing emissions and and really going circular. And we can we can lead lead the space. Um, with having 
truly circular businesses. So that's, I suppose, that's my, that's my pitch for your listeners. Um, think beyond your own household and go and ask your employer or or your business uh, whether they know where, where food waste is going. And when we start exploring that space, we'll probably um, discover what more potential than anybody can appreciate. Mm. Well, that's a good point to finish. Thank you for your time. Thank you. <laughs> that's really great. Awesome. Thank you, Adrian.